tired it's been a long day for both of us but i'm sure it's been a long day for you too welcome to your radical being you're here with fiona renee and summer porlacani and we are here discussing our radical beings to connect with you radical beings um today's topic of the day our favorite topic one that we all deal with surely on a regular basis rejection Dun, dun, dun. You know, the minute I said that, I was like, how many times have I not only been rejected, but been the rejector? Like, we all play both roles. So surely they should help each other, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, I forget completely when I'm being rejected, what a rejector feels like, and vice versa. Aw, well, I you appreciate know? that empathy, though, like pausing and thinking about it. <laughs> You know, we talked in the last episode about dating, my sweet dating app. I've still yet to meet anybody off the app. I was going to say, I haven't actually asked you about it, even though we've, we've already been on the phone. <laughs> have you Have you continued, though? You haven't deleted the app? I haven't deleted the app yet. I've had a couple of text conversations, you know, and there's such ghosting, right? I've never been a ghoster. It's not really my, yeah, I've been ghosted before, but on this app in particular, you know, having a conversation, Hey, how are you? I'm good. And then the conversation just ending, no one's saying anything after that. I don't ask a question. They don't respond. Oh, it just fizzles. Yeah. Is yeah. That fizzle that in itself is its own kind of rejection. Oh, it's baby rejection for sure. It's like, you're not interesting enough to carry this conversation or I don't have the bandwidth or something else came along or I just forgot. And you don't know. It's not outright, I don't like you or I'm no longer interested. Yeah. And which one is is one worse than the other, right? Mm-hmm. If someone said outright to me, I'm sorry, I'm not really interested. Is that worse than them just not talking anymore? Yeah, but it takes a level of bravery to do the first thing, right? To actually say, I'm not interested. Like it takes that person to be brave for you to be able to then respond to that rejection. Mm. All rejection leads to some form of insecurity and self-doubt, right? Like, so that's the, no matter if it's like rejection with a big R or rejection with a little R, (laughs) like, is is it all leading down the path of like self-doubt and insecurity? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Finger guns and a yes. But then simultaneously, self-doubt and insecurity can also lead us somewhere too, hopefully. So to say that nonetheless, I have done some rejecting this week on the app. And I have, um, you know, I've answered a question and then not really asked anything back, but like waited and like no one said anything. And I think there was one or two people that I liked and we matched and they invited me to start a conversation. I guess that's what happens on Hinge is that one person can invite the other person to begin the conversation. They don't say anything, but some robot app just says, so-and-so invited you to start the conversation. Yeah. And you're like, what the I fuck? I would like for you to, to, to make the first move. Yes. Yeah. Which should just be the person saying, hey, I don't really know what to say. Can you start the conversation? I mean, times. Yeah. No, what, yeah. What is the casual conversation opener? Right. So um, <laughs> someone put me in charge of starting the conversation. Then I started it and no one responded. What was your opener? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. I should pull up 
the app right now and just uh, give you guys. Can I tell you my opener's always the same? Because I feel like it's a good thing for me to establish from the get-go. I don't think so. I ask every single person what Hogwarts house they're in. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like, it doesn't matter who it is. If I start the conversation, I'm like, what Hogwarts house are you in? And you know right away whether they answer or they don't know what a Hogwarts house is. Oh, I've had so many like, I'm too cool for school and Harry Potter. Oh no, oh no. It looks like some of my introductions have been um, responding, you know, on Hinge, you can see something that they wrote so I can just respond to what they wrote. Someone put, you should not go out with me if... And then their their response was, "You speak to the manager." Oh, and so maybe my so response, like, no Karens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe my response is, "But are you interested in the manager?" Like some kind of playful response to their right. thing. That would be a starter. In response to that was, uh, "But do you still eat the food you didn't order? Like, <laughs> like where where's the line, right?" Yes. So it's gone. It's gone. Okay. But I've definitely felt more insecure than I felt in a while because just of the the basics of the unknown, not knowing how this person feels, not knowing if this is right, not knowing blank, blank, blank. That's really where like the insecurity for me comes from. So I think it's a harsher rejection for me if someone just ghosts Mm -hmm. as opposed to them saying, which is how I felt. There's a couple of guys on there that I've talked to that seem really nice. And then I'm like, hey, can we message voice message? We've talked about this. And the minute I hear their voice, I'm like, I don't like your voice. So but like, no one wants to say that. I think I would rather hear that than have someone just fall off the planet. Would you rather hear I'm not interested or I'm not interested after hearing your voice? (laughs) (laughs) There is like a a level of truth that is uh, helpful. And then harmful. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's the key, right? That's the fine line in rejection that we're all trying to kind of walk all the time. Be honest and not ghost and not be afraid and not be a pussy. Sorry, I hate when I use that term and then you get mad at me. I can see your face already. Not be uh, scared or weak and still be brave by expressing how we feel, i.e. I'm not interested anymore or at all. But yeah. still also not be a total asshole and yeah. say something that is unnecessarily hurtful. That's. Yes, I think that there's a difference. It's like the intent behind the reason. It's like, are you saying, sorry, I don't like kissing you because your breath stings and you're like being hurtful. Or if it's like, hey, pheromones have taught me something, a thing or two. And it's just like, you know, it just doesn't vibe. It doesn't mesh. It sounds nice, right? To do the latter. But I've said this before. If my breath stank, I would want someone to freaking tell me, you know? And if you don't like my voice, that's different because I guess I can't change that. My breath, I can change. My voice, maybe I can't. So that's the difference is like sharing those details when that person has control over changing that thing and not sharing the details if it's something out of their control. 
what about like natural body odor oh yeah the thing you don't have control over like how honest is necessary it's hard it's so personal right Uh and so much of the time I like to argue that rejection isn't personal like you know to not make it about you because I think some of that like that self-doubt and negative self-talk like it becomes about like like I mentioned recently, the person that like bowed out was doing it because they had their own full plate of like anxiety, COVID, politics, everything, right? Like they just didn't have bandwidth for me. But instead, I'm just like, you know, how personal is that like rejection that like me of all people? Like, like you, you know, couldn't, I'm not good enough for you to have made the space. Right? Wasn't I enough? Like, yeah. it's funny for someone who's who takes that kind of stuff in stride normally that like when I have less resources, less bandwidth when we're all dealing with some form of fatigue, how quickly that can turn into insecurity, how quickly that turns into negative self-talk, how quickly that becomes what's wrong with me. So yeah. 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 And you know, immediately I think about what do I do to combat insecurity? The Mm -hmm. minute someone rejects me and I feel insecure, I mean, that's when my addiction would kick in or when something that may not be good for me would kick in because it's what I had security in. It's what I had control over, whether that was a healthy security or not. Um, And I, you know, as the rejector at times, we don't think about how that person is going to respond. And it's almost like is say, I don't like your nose. So I don't want to make out with you. Is your nose the problem or is what I am unable to like the problem, right? So the person that's being rejected really can't take it personally because it's on, it's technically not personal to them. It's personal to the rejector. Yeah. It's about you. It's about me not liking a nose because of my own uh, daddy issues that that nose reminds me of my dad's nose, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah, like whatever you tie it back to. Yeah. But like, how do you explain that to someone when you're rejecting them? Like you can't. Yeah, they can't hear it. They can't hear that in the moment because they're feeling pain. When you're, when you stubbed your toe and then someone says, hey, what's this math problem? You can't answer because- you're unable to process the math problem with the pain in your foot, right? So thank you for bringing up pain because rejection actually activates the same place in your brain where you experience physical pain, which Ah! is why rejection is so difficult when you're in like, whenever someone is going through a breakup and getting stuck in something like that and the heartache and the pain, it's very real. It is the same kind of physical pain that someone would experience, right? So it's like, why are we so harsh to also judge ourselves for for having a hard time with rejection? Like that's so interesting because then what about rejecting ourselves? I mean right? That's a whole other deeper level too, right? Because now you're adding your emotional pain on top of the almost like physical pain that you feel. Like it's just like a double whammy. Yeah. You know, if you're saying rejection is in the same place as your, in your brain as physical pain or, you know, your, your pain centers, then Mm -hmm. it's almost like your, it's your, it's self-harm, right? You rejecting yourself. I would say like me saying you're fat and ugly and not worth it, Mm -hmm. right? That's me talking negative about myself in a form of rejection. And mm-hmm. that act, according to what you just said, is actual self-harm. Mm-hmm. I'm causing myself actual pain in my own mind. Which is what brings me back to the the rule I sent recently in our conversations. Do you remember what that rule was? I'm not allowed to call myself bad names. 
Yes. Yes. Because like, and even saying all of that out loud, even understanding that like, when you're mean to yourself, like you're causing yourself harm, like, you know, being rejected can lead to the, the insecurity and the night of self-talk, which then like turns into like rejecting ourselves, like, and just being mean and awful. Like, it's like, would you have talked to me that way if I was going through what you were going through in that moment? No, which is, I mean, it's why I always tell clients, like, treat yourself the way you would treat your best friend. Like you wouldn't tell your best friend that they were like, ugly and you know whatever it may be but like you're being a wiener get over it i love that it's now wiener (laughs) yeah i can't say pussy no so and i don't want to say dick because that doesn't line up with what i'm saying so you know what's really weak testes you're being a ball sack get over it (laughs) yeah yeah, we but. wouldn't we wouldn't talk to our friends like that when they're going through something. So it's crazy that when we're already say someone rejects me and then I don't care for myself but I talk bad about I talk bad to myself in response to that rejection, I'm in a spiral of self-harm <laughs> and it was caused by a little bit of external harm and yeah. that just didn't stop. So yeah. ran with it when it became internal. Yes. So yeah. What's, what's the, what's the remedy, Summer? Well, I think a lot of it is about like practicing that self-care and self-love, which would be the opposite of the self-harm and the self-abandonment, right? So it's like, are you, there's this wonderful fucking checklist I have. This is something I read to my clients. uh, And like, it's, it's unreal how often uh, the answer is yes, I do that. Then like, no, I don't like, it's a lot. It's almost like programmed into our brains and bodies as human beings to be hard on ourselves, to be hurtful to ourselves, to hurt Mm -hmm. others. And this life is all about learning how to not do that. Yeah, um, it's like we're programmed that way. And like the the world that we live in, the society, like the conditioning that we experience is also like capitalism does not benefit from your you loving yourself. Like no. so the world goes round if you don't like yourself. Yeah. If you <laughs> need to be fixed in some way, then mm-hmm. there's something out there that can fix you as opposed to if you can do it all on your own, then why would we have all of the things that can be purchased to do it. Yeah. Um, Want to hear this list? Yeah, I would love to. Okay. So it's from an article that's called why we abandon ourselves and how to stop. And so um, the examples of self-abandonment, and I guess maybe we can just like I if, or yay or nay, if we, if we do these things, okay. uh, not trusting your instincts. So second guessing yourself, overthinking, ruminating, let, letting others make decisions for you and assuming they know more than you do. I. I I mean, I've done that. Yeah, for sure. Like, have we ever done that? It's like, I, okay. So not, not all the time. There are times where I do trust my instincts, but there are definitely times even today, whenever I was dealing with legal matters and I didn't know what to do, I was really hoping someone else would tell me. Yeah. 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 Imposter syndrome all over this, right? Yeah. (laughs) So um, the next one's people pleasing, seeking validation from others, suppressing your needs and interests in order to please others. Oh God. Every actor on the planet, I. (laughs) Number three, hiding parts of yourself, giving up your interests and goals and not sharing your feelings. Uh, Yeah. And that's almost in line with like being strong is somehow related to not showing emotion or weakness. So Mm -hmm. we kind of hide and suppress all of this fear um, because we think that's what bravery is, but realistically, yeah, it's, uh, it makes you tough, right? Like yeah. 
Bullshit. I. Okay, yeah. go on. Perfectionism, having unrealistically high expectations for yourself, never feeling worthy regardless of how much you do and what you accomplish. Oh, hi. <laughs> Uh, self-criticism and judgment, saying hurtful and mean things to yourself when you don't mean your own painfully high standards or others. I not honoring your needs. So not recognizing that your needs are valid, failing to practice self-care, feeling unworthy of self-care. And usually that being followed by like your productivity levels. You know, I think I'm doing okay on that one. Yay. It's like the one one so far. All right, keep going. Suppressing your feelings, pushing away uncomfortable feelings through through denial, mood-altering substances, and avoidance. That has been my history. But you know what has helped so much Mm -hmm. is having not only having friends like you, but really having friends that like you don't make me, not only don't make me feel guilty for needing to express those feelings in a certain moment, but to encourage me to talk Mm -hmm. about them, even when they don't make sense, when they may sound crazy, when whatever, because the process of expressing them itself is what I kind of need to digest them. Yeah. Recognizing that sharing it is a gift in itself. Yes. Yes. Good. Like, I I hope that more people have that these days, right? Like having a support system that's just willing to listen and help you feel heard and seen and like doesn't need to like try to fix it for you. Yeah. I mean, Which that's what therapy can be too. too. Yeah. That's, oh, no, no. I was going to say like, I, I think we're also programmed to feel like we need to have a solution. So like that's also difficult to to manage when it's like you hear someone in pain and like because you're uncomfortable hearing that and you don't want that for them either, right? Because of your love for them, you want to fix it. So it's like, well, what about this suggestion or this perspective? Yeah. Or like, have you tried that? That's almost even more frustrating for the person that is expressing all of these feelings because it's not about fixing right now. It's about expressing. Um, And that's, you know, after someone gets rejected, that's a big moment where they're feeling that pain that you said in the same place in their brain. And they want to they want to express how they feel in that rejection. Instead, some people are like, well, this person likes you and like you can't take it personally. And you right. And that's. That's not helping uh, me right now. Oh, uh, yes. Being po- like, like becoming poly and being poly and going through my first real like breakup. I can't tell you how many times people told me like this being so early in my journey. Right. But they were like, but you're married. You have your husband. And I'm like, that doesn't mean that I'm not upset about this relationship. Like, come on. Like, that's it's its, it's own own person, own connection. And it's still something I can grieve while still appreciating this other person in my life. Yeah. yeah. It They're, is a lot of the uh, toxic positivity in a way. Negating your pain. Yeah. Interesting. So, interesting indeed. Right. So last three, I've got uh, not acting according to your values. So doing things to please others, even if they go against your personal like beliefs and values. Um, there's a quote someone told me this week that I really liked that was, um, don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. Love that. I love it. Love that. Yeah. I think I'm doing okay in that department now. Codependent relationships, focusing on someone else's needs, wants, and problems and neglecting yourself. Very similar. Yeah. (laughs) Um, last one, not speaking up for yourself, not asking for what you need, not setting and enforcing boundaries, letting people take advantage of you. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I think we're doing okay there. Both of us have really grown, especially on that last one. I have this list printed out and put on my mirror in my bedroom, by the way. (laughs) Well, I think it's important. Yeah, anytime I think about self-care, I I evaluate that list. I'm like, am I listening to myself? You know, am I suppressing something? You know, whatever. Because no matter what, we're going to get hurt and we're going to become insecure and we're going to get rejected around any corner at any time. Yeah. And so it's not really about preventing the rejection or preventing the pain or preventing the insecurity. It's about yeah. having a really clear and concise um, way that you as an individual cope, deal, manage, and grow through that pain, rejection, and insecurity. Yeah, raise the roof. Raise, raise the, the roof. roof. Raise the roof. <laughs> right? No, I- that because the idea that you've like avoided or don't like ever experience rejection again is just one it's fucking ridiculous it's like completely unreal it's like the idea that happiness is the absence of problems but it's really just your ability to deal with problems That's yes like real thing to focus on right so it's like in that like rejecting your authentic self like yeah maybe authentically everyone's been programmed to go negative as soon as they get rejected whether it's a again big r or little r rejection but then it's like being able to recognize that, like nip it in the bud, take care of yourself more than harming yourself. Like pick yourself when you're down, but then like using that space to be authentic and express yourself, like how amazingly vulnerable it can be to share your pain with another person and how much patience it can take from others as well to like you, I mean, we've been friends for nearly 17 years. How goddamn long does it take for me to get over someone? Like, <laughs> I am so lucky for the friends that I keep closest to me because, like, I will talk about people that I, like, years you know, ended years ago and I'm still like, I miss them. <laughs> like, I was thinking like, about oh. them today. I was hurting because I miss this person. Yeah. 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 And none of y'all have ever come back and been like, um, isn't it time you get over that already? It's been a couple of years. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You no, guys just give me that space to be me and to feel free to, to, to feel all the feelings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Thank you for not rejecting me. Oh, thank you for not rejecting me. <laughs> Especially like what, 17-year-old me? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> me too. Well, you guys, I hope that that has given you a little insight into how to cope uh, through these crazy times, whether you're being rejected by a loved one, by work, by school, by sex, by your parents, or by yourself. Um, maybe these will help you get through it and grow and manage that rejection just a little bit better. Next episode. Ooh, not really sure, but, uh, there'll be a surprise. You'll find out soon. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram at your.radical.being. Shoot us a DM if there's something that you want us to talk about. And thank you so much for hanging out with us. Subscribe, review all the things, please. I'm sorry, what? subscribe review all the things please oh yes like and subscribe and yes please send us a review so we know what you're thinking and so other people know how you feel this is fiona renee and summer poor and we signing off